Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of Dick's Picks Betting. I'm Michael, joined here by Richard and Mike. Hey, uh, sir. Today we'll be going over week seven picks and, and everything looking forward to the next week of college football. So before we go over week seven, we need to go over the results from week six for our good friend Mike here. So Simon says, how'd we do last week? Simon says we started with a burst of energy and ended on a losing streak. So we're, we're back to losing. We went two and three last week. Um, the Big Ten was good to me. Play me a song, Shiano Man. Got us out to another early cover, and it was a backdoor gorgeous cover, one of those feel-good moments. Um, Iowa Kinnick didn't let the team down. And then things started to slide a little bit for me. Um, Colorado won by three. That's not the four and a half that I bet Richard, not the four I said on the show. So that was less than ideal. Um, I'm trying to remember what the middle game even was, honestly. I remember Colorado State absolutely broke my heart at the end of the night. Um who, who was my other loser, guys? Help me. I, I, I already erased those from my memory because I know it was bad. Uh... Oh, Navy. Na- Navy did not cover the six and a half. They did win. Um, I don't feel like we were terribly off on those games. We, I, I said it the last couple weeks. I've been living on the razor's edge. Other than Colorado State, we just came up on the other side of some really tight games. Um, two and two, Colorado State, of course, because I'm me. It's the end of the night. Feel good gambling Saturday. That was my chase. So I, it was a financial loss weekend for me. And I got to come on here with a little humility and say I, I'm now, I don't know what the year record is, but I feel like I'm right at 500. So, you know, we're, we're going to revise the strategy again this week, get away from the six back a little bit. All right. All right. So, Mike, uh, you know, you brought up Colorado, Arizona State. I have to admit, I was rooting for you there. I didn't want any side of this bet. Um, I even told everyone when Colorado was right at the the four mark, you know. But Colorado only won by three. So Richard actually won the shot bet of the week. So Mike, do your penance. Take some rumple. Yep, I I will get ready for this shot of nasty that is sitting here warm. But I would like to say that I had to go get this from the liquor store. And I had to ask for it. When the attendant looks or asks you, are you looking for anything in particular? I had to admit that I was looking for Rumple, like a damn sorority girl in college. And his little response was, why? And I said, it's a long story, and here we are. So for my penance, here we go, boys. <laughs> Maybe next time we make you get Malibu so you can get a real yeah. sorority girl drink. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to mix up my liquor stores, and that is still terrible. Oh, God. Yep. Okay, we're going to make smarter bets. That That's right. That's the motivation that we needed this week. I love it. Stuff's never good. Although, when I had the bar, I did make those vapor bombs that you liked, Mike. That is true. If you mix enough crap in there, bud, you can hide it. But by itself, it is terrible. Yeah, so what was, was rumple, grapefruit juice, and energy. Those are actually not bad fair so jumping into week seven we we finally we're past week six we're done with it we're moving on to week seven and we got a we got a big week of games here you know just just before we go over all the picks you know big games of the week we have Oregon at Washington obviously the the headliner there but we also do have you know even more ranked matchups in USC at Notre Dame Miami at North Carolina 
UCLA at Oregon State. We've got a lot of big games coming up this weekend. How are you guys feeling about week seven? I uh, like the slate of games. I have very little gambling confidence right now. Just the way Saturday ended, Sunday went. I'll tell the fans on here, the, the listeners, I, got, I lost. I was very confident in App State. That fumble just ripped the heart out of me last night on Tuesday night. Um, so I, I like the slate of games. There'll be some good football on. Gambling confidence. We're going to have to get things changed up, get back rolling. Richard? I uh, love games. I mean, I love a lot of games. I loved a lot of games last week as well, and it did not work out well, obviously. But um, I like week seven. There's a ton of games that I like. There's a ton of games I'm really confident in. It's just, again, my confidence is kind of shook again after last week. We had some tough beating, but I am excited to see what um, what I'm able to come out with because, like you said, there's a lot of good games this weekend, a lot of really good matchups. It's always great whenever you got football on the weekdays, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all week long, so that's nice. Well, I guess we're just going to jump straight into it, get right after our Week 7 picks. I'll start first. I've actually got a solid seven picks. Um, you know, obviously last week went went a solid three and two, trying to get even a little bit better. Um, obviously, I... I, I had seven or six I liked, but I wanted an odd number. That way it was a definitively good and or bad weekend. So starting off, I'm jumping all the Thursday, Friday, Wednesday games. I don't care about those. I'm going straight to Saturday. I've got two games at the 11 a.m. One's a rather big matchup. One is definitely a sicko play. My, my bigger matchup is Arkansas at Alabama. I'm taking Arkansas plus 17 and a half. I don't believe this Bama team should be favored by 20 against anybody in the SEC. That's just my opinion. Um, obviously, I took Arkansas last week. Quite literally picked exactly what the line should have been. The line was 11.5. I picked Arkansas 7.5. I'm testing my luck. I'm going Arkansas again. Plus 17.5. The actual line is 20 at Bama. My next play, as I said, is a sicko play. Uh this, I'm testing my luck with yet another over-under, though. Uh, I picked two completely horrible teams, and I don't know why this over-under is so low, but Kent State at Eastern Michigan. Sicko play right there. Richard, hit it. You sick! You sick! Why would you do that? Sicko play here, but the over-under is at 39 and a half. I, I mean, honestly... Kent State could give up 40 points on their own, but both of these teams are god-awful. I know Eastern Michigan's played slow, so all their all their totals are really low, but this is going to go over. Kent State's a god-awful team. They're going to give up at least 30 to Eastern Michigan, and they're going to score at least a couple touchdowns. Both these teams are awful. I'm honestly just trying to redeem myself after getting completely dicked over by Oklahoma and Texas, of which... That game under just should have hit. And and damn you, Texas. Damn you, Texas. Whoa, what was that? That just really bad echo right there. Right now? No, well, just a second ago. I said, and damn you, Texas. Then it echoed, but whatever. Anyway, damn you, Texas. I'm taking another over under. I'm not going to give up faith. SMU, Kent State, over 39 and a half. I'm actually going to take 41 and a half. 
I love that you mixed in a sicko play. You know how I feel about over-unders, so you're riding that one by yourself, buddy. Hey, ultimate sicko play there. Not only am I betting the sicko game, but I'm betting a bet nobody wants to bet. So pretty big sicko play if I do say so myself. Yeah, you're not wrong on that one. I will not be following you, sir. <laughs> I appreciate we're, it. We're in the week seven. I, I appreciate you finding a creative way to play the sicko of the week. So that, that's nice. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So moving on, I've got two pretty big games at the 230 slate. Uh, first off, I have the game of the week, Oregon at Washington. Um, I, I got to be honest, I, I, I'm i not a huge Washington fan. I, I'm taking Oregon minus two and a half. Uh, you know, maybe I've been annoyed by the bodacious things all over ESPN and all over every single commercial. Uh, not quite as annoyed as I have been in Colorado. All right. Anyway, um, taking Oregon to win by a field goal. Washington currently the favorite. Obviously, they're the home team. Um, you'll see a trend in my bets, which makes me feel really bad about this week, but I'm taking them anyway. Might be falling right into a trap, but majority of them I'm betting on away teams. Uh, usually not a recipe for success, but uh, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns on this one. Oregon minus 2.5 at Washington. Next up, the next 2.30. And Richard, I know you're going to like this one. We've got Texas A&M going to Tennessee. Texas A&M obviously just broke some hearts there a little bit. Didn't completely shatter them uh, by losing to Bama by six. I think they're going to go in, and I think they're going to beat Tennessee. We've obviously been very low on this Tennessee team and you know, fairly high on this A&M team. But I just I think this is the week where Tennessee falls apart. I think this is where everything just falls apart, shatters for them. I, I don't think they're a good team, and I think it's going to show, especially against a, a very good Texas A&M defense. So I'm taking Texas A&M minus 2.5 at Tennessee. Once again, Tennessee's favored in this game. I don't care. I'm taking the away team to win by three. Interesting play. Um, still not a believer in Milton, but I still don't trust Texas A&M, but I, I get your logic. Yep, I just... What? I, that's my bad. I did not mean to just hit that button. <laughs> I think Richard must agree. I think I think Richard agrees on that one, everybody. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I mean, so you've got you've got you've got a really stout run defense in Texas A and M, and you've got a horrible quarterback in Milton. M- m- need I say more? I mean, this is the way you beat. Again, fucking game last week. You give up 36 rushing yards, and you win a turnover battle, and you still lose to fucking Alabama. Regardless, the way you beat A&M is with the deep ball. Um, you know, two busted coverages for A&M last week ended up in big touchdown passes. Um, I mean, it's the same recipe against Milton that they had last week against um, uh, the Alabama quarterback. Milton ranks 123rd out of 136 quarterbacks in deep passing so deep routes efficiency he's 109th yards and deep or completed deep completed yards on deep passes he's 123rd so he struggles at where AM is weakest um you know AM's d-line obviously is something we've talked about in the past they got a bunch of blue chip athletes they have very physical um line of scrimmage Tennessee does get their center back this week which will help and they're coming off a bye which also helps but um their best deep route runner he's got injured early in the year so squirrel is going to be the only guy that can really catch a ball for him so 
I'm on this game as well, as much as I don't like it. Um, one thing that did concern me is, you know, what does AM have to play for? And I think back to last year, even though they were not as good, they still battled in a lot of games late in the year, especially like the Bama game on the road. Um, so I think it's a game that they'll come out and play it well. And again, I don't, I've, I don't like Milton. I don't think he's a great um, quarterback. He's got a great arm, tons of talent, but he just doesn't read well, doesn't throw a deep ball well. Um, and I think AM can kind of expose it if they can get some pressure on him. So that's a play I will also be joining. And I'm I'm right there with you, Richard. So moving on, I've got two 6 p.m. picks. First one up, Arizona at Washington State. Taking Arizona plus seven and a half. And I, I know this is probably not the play anyone particularly cares for. I, I think everyone would probably be leaning uh, Wazoo's way. My rationale for this is Arizona has looked pretty good against two teams with an amazing pass attack in in Washington at USC. They both held, they held their own against both of those teams. Washington state, on the other hand, I I don't feel as though they've really played anybody. The best team they played, I think is UCLA. And obviously they just got beat by them. I I think Arizona actually having some kind of ground attack. I, I, I think a team that actually runs the ball against Washington state's going to be able to do it. A decent bit. Most of the teams that they have played against, not really so much has, has been that. Plus, they haven't really played much of anyone, um, at least compared to Arizona going back-to-back, Washington, USC, and keeping both of those games within a touchdown. Obviously, they had a horrible performance against Stanford, but I think we can chalk that one up to looking ahead to Washington at this point. So, Arizona, they're, they're a nine-point dog from what I'm seeing. I'm taking them seven and a half. I think I think this game's within a touchdown, and I could see Arizona winning this game. Who's going to play quarterback? If Dolores playing, count me out. If it's Fafita, the kid that played last week, count me in. Deloria takes too or Deloria takes too many chances, too many risks, and he just he's so just out of control and just tries to create so many things. This other guy was actually pretty solid last week, and I was impressed with him. So I, I think quarterback. I think- I think someone that kept him within three overtimes of USC is is probably going to be the one playing. That's at least what I'm assuming. Yeah, you would think that would be definitely the the route to take. But again, you got coaches like Virginia's coach, who kind of a guy who's the best deep ball passer in all of college football, going against a defense that was the worst in all of college football and defending the deep pass. And you bring back a kid who was hurt. So I, I think Arizona you know, isn't. You're comparing apples to oranges. Virginia's a shitty team. Arizona's actually decent. At least that's the way I see it. I mean, the coach is a fucking idiot for Arizona. I don't know if you saw the end of that game, but he literally didn't know when you have to go for two in overtime. He literally, you see him on TV, go to the ref and go, I don't. I thought we go to for two after the third overtime. He literally mouths that to the ref. Any college coach who doesn't know the fucking rules of overtime is not a good coach in my opinion. Like, you're a fucking idiot. And next thing, you get the ball second. You score. Go for two. You think you can go toe to toe with fucking USC? Go for two. What do you have to lose? You have nothing to lose. Go for two. You win. Oh, it's a great upset win. You lose, and eh, you were expected to lose anyway, and everybody sees that you lost by one, and it's going to look good on the scorecard. You know what I mean? Or am I crazy? No, I no, do you're like not when crazy. the scrappy underdog goes for broke. Like, there's something to be said for the underdog play, recognizing that they're an underdog and not going punch for punch. If you went punch for punch and you get your chance to go for the two and win the game and not go to an extra set, 
they have a better offense. I'm, I'm actually with you on that, Richard. That That is a pet peeve. I, I wish that every now and then, I know teams don't really like to buy into that dog mentality, but chip on the shoulder, I feel like given that instance, go for the win. Yep, I'm, I'm right there with you, Mike. A- anytime a team takes an aggressive route like that or just going for it on fourth downs and unconventional, what would be traditionally unconventional situations, you know, t- typically the data tells you to go for go for it on fourth a lot more than you probably do in most of these games. So anytime anyone wants to go for two or go for it on fourth, I'm a, a big fan of that. All right, so moving on to my other game at 6 o'clock. Um, this one, I, I, I honestly think I might get you're an idiot for this one. Um, we've got Auburn playing against LSU. LSU coming off a 10-point win at Mizzou. Auburn played what I think were two good, pretty good teams in a row, and, and Texas A&M and Georgia obviously lost both of them. Um, you know, they're, perhaps that takes their season a little bit off the rails. Um, I really, really don't like this LSU team, though. I, I'm going balls to the wall in this one. LSU's an 11-point favorite. I'm taking Auburn money line. I, I, I want Auburn to win this game. I, I, I. I just I, I hate this LSU team. I feel like Auburn's going to be able to run the ball at will, um, and I don't feel like they're going to give up nearly as many passing yards as, as some of these other teams have done uh, to Daniels. I, I like Auburn money line. I have a new sound bite for the show. I just need a South Park. Randy, Jesus, your balls—they're huge. <laughs> That's a great play. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thank you. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness let me let me uh, go get the wheelbarrow <laughs> i mean honestly soldier, buddy i like that I, I mean every you can't hit a home run if you're trying to check swing that's a swing for the fences play 14 point dog money line it's a bold play but it's one i can understand why you're doing it there's good good logic behind it i like the play i, I probably won't join but i like the play <laughs> Hey, at least you like it. That's all I can ask. Richard, do you have any any comments on that one? I actually have that game on my board as well. Um, I mean, I think money line could definitely occur. I just – their offense is prolific. I mean, their offense is very, very, very good and probably go toe-to-toe with anybody. But at the end of the day, man, if you continue to play that many snaps, guys are going to get tired. I mean, you had two straight road games – difficult conditions and your guys are playing 70 some snaps a game you know what i mean it's it makes it tough it takes a toll on the defense you know omar spates is a questionable for saturday another linebacker is questionable you already lost one of your top dbs i mean it's so many so many snaps that they've had to take on both sides of the ball and it's just they're gonna have they're gonna have to take a step back a little bit and they're just they're the way auburn wants to run the ball i think they could take the air out of it and just kind of grind this game down and just be physical. You know, LSU, they're not good defensively this year. They just, I don't know what the deal is. I know their secondary is kind of the biggest question mark, but when you're playing that many snaps over the course of two weeks and it's your third week in a row, you got another game, it's, it's hard for me to get behind a team like that. So I'll be playing the spread and maybe I'll sprinkle some money line depending on how I could do throughout the day since it's a six o'clock play, but I don't mind it at all. Yeah, and, and, and obviously the, the big advantage that I failed to mention is, is Auburn had a bye last week and LSU obviously did not. So I know I know uh, that went very well for anyone that bet on K-State, but I, I am, I'm going to stick with that logic at least. 
And finally, yeah, finally, my last game of the week, uh, you finally get to a home team that I'm picking. Uh, we have 6.30, Miami at North Carolina. Now, I'm not sure if anyone really paid attention to the to the Miami-Georgia Tech game last week. This October 10th and 11th, Prime but, Deal Days give Prime members exclusive access to... That. Fucking God damn it. I went to a browser and an ad started playing, so I was recording an ad. Uh, <laughs> I'm not oh sure God. if anyone paid attention to the Miami game last week. I'm sure you probably saw something about it, you know, on ESPN or on Twitter. Uh, Miami ended up losing to Georgia Tech, and the reason they lost is because uh, their genius of a coach doesn't know when to kneel the ball to just, you know, end the game. Uh, so Miami ended up losing 23-20, Georgia Tech. I got to be honest, after some of the videos I saw of the players on the sideline at the end of that game, I don't know how Miami it could not just be defeated after that loss. When when quite literally you go out and win a game and your coach literally loses it for you. I, I mean, I think this team, and call me crazy, I think there's going to be a little bit of quit in them this game. You know, North Carolina actually has something to play for here. I don't feel like Miami has a whole bunch left to play for. I mean, yeah, they can go in one game, uh, you know, one loss on their resume. But like Meg said earlier, I don't think a one-loss team from the ACC is getting into the to the playoffs. So, you know, at this point, what are they even fighting for? I think North Carolina is a legitimately good team. Their defense has improved from last year uh, quite a bit. Um, you know, obviously last week, a 40-7 to win. They didn't have the grueling you know, close game that, that Miami did last week, even though, you know, grueling against Georgia Tech. But, I mean, hey, it obviously was. They lost 23-20. Um, I think North Carolina, home team, I think they went by 10. I'm taking a minus 9.5. The, the line is minus 3.5. I know it's begging you to take UNC, especially after seeing what Miami just did. But uh, if it's a trap, I'm falling right into it because I'm taking North Carolina. Yeah, I'm on the opposite side of you, sir. Um, North Carolina's defense, I think, is a little... I think it's not as... Yes, it's improved, but who have they played? I mean, Pitt, who's absolutely... Spencer Rattler, they've played... Yeah, Spencer, Spencer Rattler, Rattler, about it. With an offensive line who's that's non-existent. If you give up 24 points to that Pittsburgh team, I don't think your defense is much improved. Um, I mean, Syracuse has a ton of injuries last week. I, you know, granted, they did win, but... I think Miami still has stuff to play for. I mean, the whole thing is going to be Cristobal. I would, I have to feel like Cristobal tells his team, we don't take knees because he did the same fucking shit in Oregon. I mean, I'm, I don't remember what year it was, but he was at Oregon. Oregon had the ball. I was on Stanford. Stanford was ranked higher than Oregon. They were on the road and they did the same exact thing. Stanford ripped the ball out, went down and scored. So this is something that I think he preaches to the team about toughness. We don't take knees, blah, 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 run the game out. So I think everybody knew. Everybody kind of knows what his philosophy is. I think the team knows, and I think it's more of going to be a rallying cry for these guys. Granted, they were looking ahead too, but, um, you know, UNC does have that wide receiver that actually got cleared last week to play the transfer that came in from Michigan Michigan State. No, I thought he came from Western Kentucky. I'm pretty sure he came from Michigan State. I can't remember. He came from a small school. He didn't come from a big one. 
Okay. Well, I love that you two are on each side of this game, and I have no opinion, but I am the tie-breaking vote. So the only thing I would like to point out is, Richard, do you still like Miami for the college football playoff and winning the ACC? I like them for making the ACC, but I don't, or winning the ACC. I don't like them for the playoff because I can't let that one go. We got to bring up reoccurring things on the show. It's a theme, and that was a bad miss. You lost to Georgia Tech. I know you shouldn't have lost. I know it's bad coaching that made you lose, but Georgia Tech should have never been in that game with you at home. You're a bad team, Miami. Reveal yourself. Thank you very much. It was a look ahead, fuck around, and Tyler Van, Tyler Van Dyke was absolutely terrible. I mean, he was fucking awful. He had so many turnovers. So, yes, I don't think they make. I don't think they make the playoff, even if they went out and make the ACC championship game and win the ACC championship game decidingly. I don't think you can get in. I just because SEC is going to get in. Um, Richard, Richard. Big 12 in. It's just absolutely. I, I feel like Fred with Scooby Doo right now. I got to unveil the ghost of the monster. They they were a phony. Um, oh. Normally I'm shaggy. This is a big moment for me, buddy. Let let it be. You're a phony. A big fat phony. They suck, Richard. I'm sorry. It's just it's, it's not it's not going good for you. I know you. I know for some reason you've started to like Van Dyke. I I, I just I see defeat. I, I see defeat, I and I see continued yeah. defeat. I see quit. I I see. I don't see any path forward that's good. I didn't like. I don't like Van Dyke. I think he's a very he's a system quarterback. He's got one read, maybe two, and then he's done. Like you have to you have to dial everything up for him. But I do like how physical they played in the couple games I watched. I even watched last week. The defense was physical. Um, granted, they had the blunder at the end where you let a guy get behind you for some godforsaken reason. But I think you can come out motivated in this game. I don't think UNC's defense is as good as people think it is. But yeah, it's improved. But again, I don't think they've played anybody worth its shit. I mean, it's I, I get, this is a game for me where I think you got a good lean on Miami. And I know UNC's got the quarterback, mate. Like, I understand why they got this kid coming back on wide receiver. That's going to be the whole hoopla. But I think three and a half is way too many. And if you can give me four by kickoff, I'm definitely going to be all over Miami. All I have to say is I think three and a half is too little because I honestly see it as a trap. But, hey, that's just one man's opinion. Good luck, fellas. (laughs) So, moving on, Simon says – Simon no six-pack this week, no five-pack? Just tell you us know, what you got and give us some winners. I actually have a four-game thing, but I'm not about to say four-pack because right now Stanford Steve's patented that at 25% win every week. That guy's getting killed, making me feel good about keep doing this. Um, and I think he's got a patent on four-pack. So we've got a three and a one. I don't want to call it a lock, but we're going to come back to it out of order because I feel really good about it. So uh, the plays this week. Me and Michael don't know it, but great mics think alike. I am road tripping with Michael this week because I also believe in the road teams. I am playing nothing but road teams. I don't know why, but they're just the games that called me. Um, They're important games. I've got a couple on here that are real big, so I'm going to start out at 3 o'clock. Went to the well last week. It was a winner. I kind of like Iowa plus 10 at Wisconsin at 3. This is for the the Big Ten East or whatever they call their divisions. This is really decide who wins that conference. That Iowa defense, we've said a million times, is good. Tanner Mordecai still looks confused in this new offense. I think 10 might be too many. I think this could be a great spot for Iowa to grind out a great defense and cover 10 points. Not win, but I I like Iowa here at the 3 o'clock slot. 
I like that uh, one. I, I, I was leaning that way. That's on my list. And I, I wanted to take Iowa plus four and a half, but I just stayed off. I said there are better games. To the idiot I absolutely hate this. I hate this with so much passion. It's did you watch the game last week against Purdue? I did, unfortunately. That guy, the kid, the the little the the statue they have as a quarterback now. He you literally like throws. Hunter. Have you seen that kid punt? I, okay, they have the best. They got the best punter in the game. I'll give you that. That quarterback throws a fucking duck every time he throws the ball. It looks like a fucking duck. Well, we're not betting on the duck throwing quarterback. We're betting on the Iowa defense and Wisconsin being a little overvalued with ten points for a the game guy, that I was going to be up for. That's what I'm betting on. I just don't know. I mean, the dude completed six passes. Out of 21, I mean, his receivers caught two balls. This is Iowa. Don't, don't beat yourself. It's 10, Richard. I didn't say they're going to win. I don't I, know if 10 I, deserves an idiot button. That's all I'm saying. I think 10 is – I think the 10, it being 10, is just like the Kentucky game last week at Georgia. It's telling you to take Iowa here. It's just telling you to take Iowa in the public has been right this year. So I'm going to join the idiots that think 10's a big number and Iowa first pick. It's just I mean, has Wisconsin really like earned your respect that much, Richard? That's all I really want to know. They haven't, but Iowa is just their offense is just it's worse than it's ever been. Like and that's that's oh, what I doubt. I don't know if it's worse than it's ever been. It's pretty bad. I don't know about worse. We're on our way to bonus money. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. they've got 150 points. What more do you want? And they're still behind schedule. Yeah, only Any a little new. bit. Only a little bit. I just Michael don't. Great Mike's think alike. Richard hates. Are we good here? We're good. I will be watching and cheering for you, sir, but I can't partake in that one at all. All right, well, we're, we're skipping past the semi-lock of the week. Would, would you, and I'm going to get a lot of time here. Wait, back up. Um, would, you, would you say that that's a... One loss, sicko play, because I do feel like it kind of is. <laughs> oh, it's going to be terrible football. But I love that ugly style of football. That that low grind oh, out the I game, play defense, cop and corner punts. Come on, Richard. I do love that kind of football. That's I love that kind of football. But when the fucking quarterback is throwing what's the equivalent of like a helicopter out there every time he throws the ball, it's just – it's not – it's it's just not it. The guy is so bad. I mean, he is so so bad. Maybe he he's identifies just... as a fullback. It's fine. Go. He's he's a tight end. He's legitimately a tight end. Hey, we're not betting so, on the quarterback. We're betting on the defense to cover. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're betting on the defense. I'll give you that. Defense has got to score seven. Hey, that can happen. Now I can't happen. I can't. I feel like this is an hour conversation on Iowa, which is a little <laughs> bit of a sketchy pick to start my Simon here. So Simon says at five thirty, Richard, that I'm not on this and I'm not condoning this, but I was having a hard time finding games to play. There's some stinky cheese out there that I want. I know um, what you're right if, now. It, if it drops, it's currently seven and a half. I want this I game to go to seven to six and a half. I will take Louisville on the giantest letdown of all time. Over a fucking oh, terrible pit team. <laughs> I am. I completely agree with you so much on how bad this game looks on paper. 
This is screaming to take fucking Louisville. I mean, screaming. why is this? Why is this not double digits? How in the world did I miss this game? So because I'm taking it, and I'm going on record as saying, everybody, take this at seven. I, let's. We don't have listeners, hopefully, that won't move this line. If anybody with the big pockets moves this line, I want some of that action because right now it feels really good. I. Jankovic is being moved to tight end. That's how bad of a quarterback he's been. Hey, he's a great football player that asked how he could contribute when he lost his job. You simmered down. But, no, Pitt's terrible. They're, they're absolutely got off. Okay, but they do come off a bye, and they are getting three of their offensive linemen back. Does that change enough for their team to be good? I saw a hell of a lot of quit when we bet on them against Virginia Tech. I don't know how these guys are this bad in an Arduzzi system, but they are just fucking atrocious. But what scares me is... Louisville coming off of arguably one of the biggest wins in Louisville recent history. And you're looking ahead head to next week to another matchup of a team that is ranked. You know, Notre Dame, extremely physical. The game was physical. You know, Louisville's offense had a bunch of short fields. I mean, they got the ball at the 40 and their own their own 40, the opponent's 40 several different times and where, where they scored. I don't, this literally screams college football is college football because of games like this. This is why people watch college football because games that are not supposed to have any business being anywhere near end up upsetting a team by like double digits. This game stinks so bad. It looks awful. I I, I want to jump on Pitt so bad, but I can't because of what they did in that Virginia Tech game. And I don't even know who the hell the backup quarterback is and what he's going to be capable of, but this team is awful. But it is a trappy fucking game to say the least. It is so trappy. I don't care if it's blue, goat, gorgonzola. I like the stinky cheese. Louisville here. God damn it. I don't like it. <laughs> I'd go with you, Mike. Uh, I, I love that the picks that I'm making are creating so much stir because we're going to keep trucking here. For Simon Says, the third winner, big game again. Six o'clock slot. To me, it really decides who's the front runner for this conference. Again, I like the road team because of a great defense, the style of play, and they're just getting too many points. I'll take Wyoming plus 10.5 playing at Air Force. Air Force is a fucking good football team. I really like that team. They are at home. They will be jacked. 10.5 for the style that this game's going to go. I like that hook. If it was 10, I may not have taken this game. But it's currently 10.5, and I like Wyoming in that spot. Yeah, this game might end. This game might end seventeen ten, ten seven, ten three. But the amount of clock that's going to be ran on every single possession, this is a game that could be a dead nets under. What's the under over under on this now? It's got to be like thirty five. Forty one and a half. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be such a slow, low game, and you know, the- there's not a lot of points combos that. Cover 10 and a half and 41. That's all I'm saying. I just think it's a lot of points in in what should be a a hyped game for both teams, given their best shot. No one's overlooking anybody here. Um, I I like it. It's on my board board for sure. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I have have no real opinion. Uh, I mean, last year it was 17-14. So, I mean. I think they play each other close every single time. Uh, Wyoming takes pride in a lot of the things Air Force takes a lot more pride in. 
All right. All right. That, that's good. I feel like we're starting to get a little more agreeable because there's my three and then the and one. This is the pick that I feel good about this week, guys. And we're going back to the three o'clock slot. I wanted to call it a lock, but Simon says I already did that. I don't like repeat. Plus, you know, I did these guys once and I've done the nostalgia and everything else. But, you know, I need some the OHIO Bobcats. I need, I need some OHIO Bobcats. I've been waiting on this play all year. We finally have a matching game where they're not a 28, 26 point favorite. Rourke's back healthy. It's an efficient offense. Look at their points, four points against. It's crazy efficient. They're not the highest scoring offense in the MAC, but they've only got to cover six and a half going to Northern Illinois and Lombard. And I know they look good against Akron. Overvalue that. Take the Bobcats to cover the six and a half here. I think they just boat race them, honestly. In, in, in Ohio fashion, like 17 is honestly what I think this game will end up being. I mean, take no, I, from minus nine and a half because I, I agree with you. I agree. I mean, I like that play. I can't, I don't, I don't have any disagreement with that. Um, one thing I want to go back to real quick, though, you know how bad Jankovic has been for Pittsburgh? Uh, his OC, his, his, his offensive coordinator was at BC last year. They brought him into Pitt just so he could play for his OC because he had his best career under this guy. You are so bad that an OC who has believed in you for three fucking years benches you six games into the season. That's how bad he's been. Sorry, I just had to get that out. But yeah. Simon says, or is this... uh... Yeah. Sorry. I'm good with Richard Rance. I feel like Richard Rance could be its own segment. I really enjoyed the negativity and hostility last week. But... um, but yeah, honestly, yeah. Simon says it's it's my plus one. If you don't believe in the Simon says batting five hundred, even though Stanford sees betting twenty five percent on game day, um, you know I really like that play. I think Ohio is the best play of the week, and obviously I'm going to play those four and see how I turn out. I really like Ohio. That's a good play. All right, so we're wrapping up. Simon says, getting into the dick. Picks portion of Dick's picks betting, Richard. How you feeling about Week Seven? What do you got going on? Feel good, but I felt good last week too. So God only knows what's going to happen on this one. I'm hoping that we don't have any uh, blunders again this week that cost us games. It'd be like I, I talked to Mike on the phone for like an hour today. I wouldn't mind losing if I wasn't on the right side of shit and just bad breaks were happening. I wish teams were just getting blown out by like 50 and I don't have to worry about it. You know, you mentioned earlier, UConn, those guys, fucking assholes, finally winning UMass. But anyways, I told uh, you first UMass, one I was, for the record, I told you UMass and UConn was the play. I know. I and mean, I knew it was, but I was too damn scared to take them again after losing three consecutive weeks with them. I just had to let it go. And yeah, they turned it on. They turned it around. So, um, as Rachel would have said, you know, why don't you just bet the opposite of what you think you need to bet on? Maybe you'll win. So maybe that should be the new philosophy. <laughs> All right. Thanks, uh, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. Vote of confidence. All right. So first one, Friday night, uh, I got like Memphis at home against Tulane. Um, I like Tulane. I like their quarterback, but Pratt's still questionable with health. Memphis has got some firepower, and I think their defense is actually pretty solid. Um, getting four and a half points at home. I love that. So that's a game I'll touch on on Friday. Um Friday night, Fresno State is going to be without their quarterback and their leading tackler on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Utah State is, I don't know what the hell they are, but they're scoring points. 
Um, they're one of the most, uh, they have their top 10 in pace of play in uh, the NCAA right now. So there's going to be a lot of possessions in that game, I think, and missing your two leaders on both sides of the ball. It's kind of scary for Fresno and a road trip back-to-back. So um, that's a game I'll be leaning. Next one, hate it, but I got to take it. Um, got to take Stanford on the road. Stanford's coming off a bye. Their quarterback that got injured on the third drive against Oregon is back. And one thing about that Stanford offense is they utilize the tight end tremendously and well. Um, and one thing Colorado is extremely weak at is defending tight ends. Um, I think Stanford can control the ball, limit possessions. They could have a chance to cover 11 and a half because I think it's just way, way too many. Uh, I don't think Colorado should be favored by 10 points or more against anybody. Um, so I just got to and- stop you right there, Richard. We're stopping at the Colorado-Stanford game. Mike, Mike can join in here. We still have the bet ongoing. We've got Colorado-Stanford. Stanford wins. Richard me and Mike take three shots each. Colorado wins. You take two shots. I'm fine with it. Just I'm reminding you. It. Just reminding you. Stanford is not going to win this game. No chance. And I just yeah. did a shot of Rumple, and I still have no regrets in this. I would do it again. Why do you guys like Colorado so much? Tell me why. No, you, know, you irrationally Colorado hate them. Colorado. You irrationally hate Colorado. It's not that we I love them. I Colorado does one thing good. Absolutely one. They are top five in red zone efficiency. That is it. Everything else statistically, they're a hundred or worse. Okay. They are not a good football team. Okay. They just had now, to come now, back. now go over all the good things that they Stanford just, does. They just had they just had to come back against a team who was missing seven offensive linemen. Seven. This team is not a juggernaut. They're right, not, sure. I'm just I'm going to take Stanford on the spread because I think 10 is 11 is way too many. Colorado should win this game and they probably will because Colorado has to get to a bowl for ratings and for just the hoopla and the amount of money it's going to bring in. I will give right, you that. Right. They're not good. They're not. I like the film and from a live studio audience so I can get my OHIOs just right. And I would like to point out that the crowd point out in episode one, you said don't bet with emotion. Quit being a hater on damn Colorado. They got some athletes in space. They're undersized. They're light. You're right about a lot of things. They're getting hurt. They are losing to the better teams, but they are still better than the bottom of the barrel just because of some of that talent they brought in. They are. I will give you that, but I don't think they're 10 points better than a Stanford or an Arizona State or an Arizona. I just don't. I would Enjoy agree your on Arizona. Rumble. I would agree, agree on Arizona. They're not 10 points better than an Arizona. You know what, Richard? Enjoy your rumple, just like Mike said. So should we take a bet on the spread as well? Because I'll take this bet on the spread too. No, fuck that. No, we said money line, asshole. I just don't drink that shit, and we already have a bet. So let's go again. <laughs> I just don't, again, I don't, I get it. I just can't stand Colorado. I can't stand their coach. I can't stand the way they act. I don't like Shador going up to the stands after a game. We need, in a game, you had to come back and win and talking shit to the stand. I just don't like anything Colorado stands for. Dion stands for. I just don't like it. And again, unfortunately, I think they're going to make a bowl just because them making a bowl is big time money for ESPN, for everybody and i think it's going to happen because of that so unfortunately that's where we stand on that game but uh yeah that's a friday slate 
Uh, where are we at? Saturday, right? So Saturday, I I hate this. I like Rutgers. I love Rutgers. I like their football. I like the way they play. But Michigan State coming off a bye. I don't think Rutgers should be laying four and a half against anybody um, on in the Big Ten anyway. I think Rutgers should win this game, but I don't think they can win by four and a half points. Um, so uh, Michigan State on the road is a game I kind of like there. Um, it should be low. It should be very few points. You know, good defenses and come down to who makes more mistakes. And again, Michigan State coming off the bye, I think they can play a little bit better um, than what that line's indicating. Have you got thoughts on that? I am avoiding because I kind of agree with you. I can't go against Shiano, man. He sung me one too many songs this year, buddy. I, he's undefeated against the spread. I. I I actually looked at him for that reason on the Rutgers play because I think Michigan State's bad. I get your logic, though. I did not pick this game for a reason. I'm going to try to stay away. Uh, Best of luck, brother. It's a tight one for me. Yeah, so that's kind of where I am on that one. Uh, Oregon-Washington game. I know Mike's on one of these sides. Uh, One thing I'm kind of curious about is Washington's running back is got hurt early in the year, and their offensive line was supposed to be a big downgrade this year because of the amount of guys they lost on the offensive line. But they've been playing pretty well, but I don't think they've faced a D-line like Oregon has. Again, I can't stand Bo Nix. I can't stand their head coach. He makes some boneheaded decisions sometimes, so it's kind of sketchy. But if I can catch Oregon at plus 3.5, it's a line that I'm definitely going to take. You know, If Oregon's able to create pressure without having to bring extra guys, I think it's going to really um, – affect the way Phoenix uh, can throw the ball downfield. You know, if you do have to bring extra guys and you can't get pressure, then I think Washington can route Oregon pretty easily. But I think it's going to be a super tight game. Um, you know, one thing, too, to look at is whether or not <clears throat> Oregon's able to kind of play that bend but don't break against Washington, kind of like what Arizona did where they kind of kept it to where, you know, beat us in the red zone. You know, Washington's red zone efficiency, I think they're 35th in the country, um, which isn't terrible. But again, I think that's kind of the route you got to take with Washington is you can't allow those big time plays over the top. And if you can kind of keep it within the twenties, um, I think it's a little more advantageous, especially if you have a defense that can really apply pressure um, in tight areas like that. So that's a game I'll be watching. We already touched on the Texas A&M. Um, Troy, man, Troy has been a juggernaut for me all year long and I'm going to continue to stay with it. You know, they're really, really good against the run. You know, Army's not running as much as they have in the past, but you know, Troy's only out allowing 85 yards a game. Army's running that option veer, which is not pure option, but it does have a little more passes incorporated this year. But, you know, they still rely, you know, 166 rush yards is what they're trying to get. Or they're trying to get 200 rush yards a game. I think Troy can really um, take advantage of that. So I think Troy on the road there is a good play. Uh, anybody got thoughts on that one? I would tell you just just the same. We need the – I need the we or did we just become best friends button. Could you play it? <laughs> I can play it for you. <laughs> Hang on, here we go. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. I think yeah, we all I, I three like agree. I, I like that play. If the betting public's listening, that means you should fade because we're all on the same side of this. But I, I, I honestly just felt like I've been talking about Troy too much lately, but that was almost one of my plays. I, I really like that. Yeah. So, again, I think rush yards is the biggest question right there, and I think you got a good rush defense against an offense that really relies on the rushing. Able to, ability to run the ball, so I think it's going to be tough for them. Uh, next game, man, TCU is turning into a dumpster fire quick, and I do like this BYU team. 
Um, you got BYU on the road coming off a bye, plus six. TCU's quarterback is officially out for the rest of the year. The backup is not any good at all. So, um, you know, TCU struggling as is. I think BYU is a good play um, here. You know, it's kind of a deceptive line here, but I think BYU should be able to get this done if they can take care of the ball. You know, they turn the ball over way too much against KU, turn the ball over way too much against Cincinnati. So if they can take care of the ball, and limit uh, turnovers, I think it's a team that could definitely route there. Um, anybody opinions on that? I did zero research on that game. Never even looked at it, so I'm with you. That Miami-Ohio is kind of a money line pick that I might be interested in. Hmm. Just because they got Toledo next week at home, big-time game. Western Michigan's awful, but I mean, you're always overlooking teams. I think Western Michigan's actually played better as of late, so I actually think Western Michigan at plus 8.5 might not be a bad play. Yeah, it seems it seems like a tra- it seems like a fucking trap. Two and four, five and one on the road. Western Michigan's actually putting up some points lately, so I think Western Michigan actually is the play. I'll have to dig a little bit more, but that's definitely on my board. Uh, we already talked about the Louisville Pitt game. We already talked about the Ohio game. Uh, Marshall, does anybody know if the Georgia State quarterback's officially done for the year? I mean, he went down in that Troy game. I don't even know what happened because they went into that bye week. Does anybody know what exactly happened to him? Uh. No. Believe it or not, Georgia State quarterback was not at the top of my research list. Um, yeah, just grazed right past that one, buddy. Yeah, no. Uh, I went anywhere with that one. Gotcha. I think I think Marshall's a play there. I mean, they played well last week. Um, Georgia State, if their quarterback is officially out, which I'm not sure, again, I haven't done too much deep dive yet because it's still early in the week, but that's something that I was leaning towards. Uh, I'm already on that Wyoming game. Like Mike said, I caught it when I was opened up earlier this week at 12. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, I would like to get 13, but I think 10 is a really good number as well. Uh, I read something funny on the USC Notre, Notre Dame game. Can we? Can you stop for a second? You just got yeah. like really loud, Mike. Did, did he not seem like he got louder? I didn't notice that one. Okay, well, maybe it's just me. Never mind. Anyways, uh, USC Notre Dame, I read something really funny online. Some guy said that the uh, Notre Dame uh, maintenance crew should lose the uh, lawnmowers for this week so the grass would grow tall to slow down the offense for USC, which I thought was pretty fucking funny. And be crazy if they actually thought about it stuff like that way. You know what I mean? Slow down an offensive team that wants to drive, go as fast as they possibly can. Let the grass grow a little taller to slow them down. Nobody thinks that's kind of funny. Yes. Cricket, huh? Cricket. <laughs> I didn't think it was okay. that funny, but I mean, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Crickets. All right. Well, I thought it was a funny take, but um, I just don't think Notre Dame's going to have anything in the fucking tank, man. They have had three tough-ass games, two of them back-to-back on the road. You know, I don't know how much this defense is going to have less. You know, USC's defense is awful. They have, I think they've been playing with their food, to be honest with you. They get their big-time wide receiver back. I just don't know if Notre Dame is going to be able to score. Their wide receiver production has gone straight downhill since that week one game. Um, and their defense, I think, is just wore out. I don't know if USC can keep – or if Notre Dame can keep this close, especially being at home. So um, I think USC is a play here, even though Notre Dame is favored by three. I just don't know if their offensive weapons are going to be able to put up points because USC is still going to put up points no matter what. And I, I just – I don't – I just worry about their um, – how much they have left in the tank. I mean, like I said, two road games, two tough road games. One was a come from behind, last minute drive. The other, you get smooth. So I don't, I don't, 
I don't think they got enough in the tank to win this game, but that's just my opinion. I don't disagree with that one. I mean, I, I don't see why at this point you'd be taking Notre Dame. Touchdown yeah, Jesus is the only other reason, just pointed out, but uh, no, I, I agree. Uh, next one, Miami. I'm on that. I just I don't think UNC is uh, as advertised. I think Miami's going to come out hungry. I think they're going to come out with some fire. You know, um, I think they can come out and just be more physical and dominate the line of scrimmage, and uh, just be better. Because I think if I think their front seven is really good, um, their their corners aren't great, but um, I just I just like this Miami game in this position. I don't know. We already touched that one. Uh, next one, <laughs> got like University of Kentucky against Missouri. Uh, they're at home. I know they got walloped last week, which is awful. But one thing that uh, University of Kentucky does is they control the ball really, really well. If you're going to give me a pick on at home with a team like Kentucky, um, I'll take that all week. So I think that's a good play. Mizzou does have some playmakers. Obviously, Burton's a stud. But I think defensively, they're going to be wore out from last week. And I think that's going to play right into the hands of what UK likes to do, which is run the ball down people's throat. Um, so that's something I'll be eyeing on. Next one, um, I absolutely love this play. If I had a lock of the week this week, I'm one-on-one. This would be my lock of the week for this week. I like UCLA outright at Oregon State. Um, UCLA's defense is pretty phenomenal they are number one in yards given up per play um oregon state you know i don't think their their game last week is really indicative of how they played i mean two of those scores were pick sixes or not no that wasn't last week that was two weeks ago. never mind um ucla last week you know that quarterback he's really got a if he doesn't throw a pick six on the road i think they can win this game he's got two pick sixes one he had one last week and then one at utah so if you can take care of the ball i think they'll be pretty good one thing Oregon State is really, really bad at this year um, is their run defense. Their run defense is not good against teams of caliber, teams that run the ball well. So I think they're really going to struggle there because UCLA's offensive line is pretty damn good in their running back, which is a Ball State transfer. Steel is absolutely phenomenal. So I think they can really look to control the line of scrimmage here. I like DJ, but I don't think they are as good as people think they are. I think that record's a little bit, um, a little bit of a, little bit of a. It's not. It's not what. It's not who this team is, to be honest with you. So I think UCLA can win this game outright, and this is a game I'm going to touch with the spread once it gets up to four, and then I'm also going to take it at the money line. Anybody got thoughts on that guy? All right. So this is Dick's pick. So I almost kept these thoughts to myself, but I hate that pick, and I'm just going to go on the record and say that Oregon State is the more physical. They are that team. Their run game will assert in Corvallis. I. I think Oregon State will out-physical a good physical UCLA team here at home. I truly believe that. Now, I don't know about the spread, but I do think Oregon State wins this game. I just think UCLA's defense is just better than Oregon State's defense. And so I think that's going to be a big part of this game. Um, I just Their run defense is pretty phenomenal. And I think if you've got to make DJ one-dimensional, it really makes things difficult for him. Um, so I like UCLA here. I think that's a good matchup for them. And I think it really, if they can play from ahead, I think that this deep, that the young quarterback can do okay. It's just, again, if he can't, if he doesn't throw a fucking pick six, I mean, he's got probably has more pick sixes than he has actual touchdowns for himself this year, to be honest. So, um, again, I like, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but you, I, I'm liking Chip Kelly's defense here. And I, that's kind of why I'm leaning on that game. Well, you uh, shut your dog up. I know. We fucking don't shut up. Sorry. I, I will say um, I'd rather bet on a coin flip. So go with whoever you want to on that one. 
<laughs> All right, last one. My sicko play of the day. Mike already heard it, but Michael, you have not heard it. It is absolutely disgusting, and I don't know why I'm taking it, but I like Bowling Green on the road at Buffalo. I don't respect this Buffalo team. I don't think they're any good. Um, Bowling Green has played a little bit better schedule, I think, in my opinion. So that's the team I'm going to take here is Bowling Green. I don't respect Buffalo. I know their quarterback's decent, but they're, their secondary is atrocious. Their pass defense is atrocious. I think Bowling Green's a really good play here, um, especially Buffalo after that beatdown last week. I think there's going to be a lot of money pouring in on the opposite side, and I think by kick you might be able to get Bowling Green at plus six. So that is my sicko play of the week. Anybody thoughts? I know you guys are going to love that one. I mean, I love me some action, uh, but these teams are <laughs> god-awful. I mean, I, I feel like you might as well flip a coin for this one, too. Yeah, no, it's going to be an ugly game. I'll give you that. It's going to be absolutely disgusting. But, um, I don't know, I just feel feel good about it. I love that you joined the dark side and played a sicko play. But Buffalo won me money in that Akron game. I can't fade him now, but no, nah, good luck, man. I'll, I'll watch this one. I'm like, Michael, it's too close for comfort. Yeah, another game I looked at, man, I don't want to fuck with this one at all. Like, absolutely not at all. I hate this game. I don't want to touch it, but it's just screaming at me off the board. It's Temple on the road in North Texas. I fucking hate North Texas, but I hate Temple, too. I just don't know who's going to be worse. I mean, both teams are just absolutely terrible. I mean, all absolutely I have to terrible. say, Richard, is... All these weeks betting on Temple, losing, you know, it's it's kind of like UConn. It's kind of like UMass. As soon as you stop betting, UConn and UMass, they immediately cover. The one team you stop betting that didn't cover, Temple. I mean, all I'm saying is it's it's bound to happen. They're 1-5 against the spread this year. They're, they're, they're going to turn it around at some point. I, I also did look at that game, and I know that makes me a little crazy, but I kind of was leaning Temple as well. It's a so we, we need more room for activities in this awesome bunk bed we just built because I also looked at this game. Um, I didn't like it enough to make it one of my sicko plays or even one of the four plays I did. But I do think North Texas is the less terrible team here, just for the record. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. I think we did. All right, well, you and Mike didn't just become best friends, but I agree with you. I like it, I think. I think it's, I don't know. I'm, it'll be a game I look at live, but for some reason it's just screaming at me and I don't know why and I hate every piece of it, but it's probably something I'm going to jump on, unfortunately. So that wraps up episode 15 for us. Week 7 is upon us. Godspeed and good luck. Let's let's get some winners, both uh, inside this podcast and anybody listen to it. <laughs>